You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 35. Welcome to the show. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. My name is Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. This is episode 35, and we are going to do something really cool with this episode. I'm going to review some of the more popular episodes and some of the ones I've gotten a lot of feedback for, because what I'm noticing is that um, when I go and look at my um, my numbers in the back end um, over on Podbean, that I'm seeing a lot of you guys are going back and you're listening to a lot of these older shows. And so, for those of you who are just finding this this show or are just you know newer listeners. I want to go through and I want to review some of the really great episodes that we've gone over so that it's easier for you to decide which ones you'd want to listen to. So reality, this is we're, we're going to do a little teaching because we always do and a little talking and you know some awesome knowledge and whatnot. But really, we're going to start going over some of the older episodes because it's occurring to me that 2019 is ending and I have this whole theory about how years end. Um, if you've ever watched the Olympics, there's a there's a track and field event called the four by one hundred medley relay, where four different runners each have to run one hundred meters around the the track, the oval track. And so the way I see the a year is is that each one of those runners is a quarter of the year. So you've got you know January, February, March, April, May, June. July, August, September, October, November, December. Each one of those is one of those runners on the track. When 2019 comes to end, what I notice a lot of people wanting to do is sprint, finish the year, but they're not thinking about what they're going to be doing the next year yet, right? Everyone's like, oh, I'll leave that as a resolution on January 1st. Oh, I'll do that when the new year starts. I'll I'll take care of that in 2020. I'll take care of that, yada, yada, yada. It's always the next year, right? Oh, I'll make that a resolution. Then January 1st shows up and you've got like 16 resolutions, none of which you stick to. And by the time February, March rolls around, you're, you're not even sure what things you asked yourself to make to change in the new year. And before you know it, it's another year's passed and you're making the same resolutions. So if you picture 2019 as that fourth, as, as that, as that fourth sprinter, right? They're coming to the end of that race. Well, now 2020 is starting its own race. And so you want 2020 to be already moving at a max velocity so that 2019 hands off the baton to a, to a 2020 that's going the same speed. That's, that's also sprinting. Because if you were to be 2019 and you're sprinting it out and then all of a sudden you run up and there's 2020 just standing still, you're going to have all of this speed and 2020 has got no movement whatsoever, no momentum already started. And so the way you want to see your 2019 is that it actually finishes on February 1st and your 2020 starts on December 1st. All right. I know this is going to seem weird to some people who've always just been like, nope, one year, one year ends on December 31st. The next one starts on January 1st. I'll make my resolutions. I'll stop drinking. I'll stop overeating. I'll stop using drugs. I'll start communicating with my spouse better. I'll start being friendlier to coworkers. Whatever your resolution might be, I say, get it started now. Get it started now so that there's momentum when the new year comes. 
when I decided to stop drinking on January 13th, 2017, my original idea was to stop the day after the Super Bowl, which would have been February 5th, I believe. I, I couldn't. I couldn't continue going anymore. And, and I really do honestly, truly believe that the reason why I was able to, to assimilate into sobriety um, rather easily uh, was one, I mean, I literally had drank myself to damn near death. And so I was already having to put myself through detox for the next month or two because my body was just breaking down. So those first, that first month or two, I wasn't going to be able to drink anyways. I was already detoxing myself from that six months from August 13th to January 13th. And for those of you who don't know the backstory, um, I, I've fractured my leg playing flat, uh, just skydiving and then really ripped up a bunch of tendons playing flag football a couple weeks later, both activities sober. Um, and the flag football injury happened on August 13th. The skydiving injury happened at the end of July. And I didn't realize that I had microfractured my knee skydiving until it gave out playing flag football. And then I tore my PCL, my meniscus. And then I just got to sit in bed for three months with no one around me and drink myself to death. And then uh, the next three months, um, I was going back to work and no one was paying attention to me. So I was cont- I wouldn't drink at work, but I'd go pretty hungover and I would start drinking the moment I left work. So I had that six months where I just destroyed myself. And so because I made that decision on January 13th, 2017, rather than pushing it off to February 5th, because it was just time. You know when you want to make a decision. You know when you're ready to start changing your life. And whenever you say, well, I'll do it in two weeks, because that's when I'd planned. Or I'll do it in two weeks after that big party. Or I'll do it in two weeks after the Christmas party, after the New Year's party. There's always going to be a reason to keep doing the same old actions you've always been doing. So when you know it's time to make a change, step into that change right then. And that's what this theory about 2019 sprinting, you're sprinting that to February 1st so that, that, so that 2020 can start its sprint on December 1st. And by the time you, the, the batons fully passed on February 1st, your resolutions are already in swing because you started those in November, December. Your, your calendar that you get, you go off and buy one of those 15-month calendars. So you're still not starting a new calendar on January 1st. You're finishing the last three months. And now go buy yourself another calendar and start assimilating those calendars together so that by the time February, March comes around, you're already smooth sailing. You're already checking things off of your, of your proverbial to-do list for how you want to make amazing, massive change in your life. So we're going to talk more about that later. I just wanted to give you guys a little key in on what we're going to be doing in the future because the rest of this year, I'm really going to be setting you up to, to finish this year strong. And this is something that almost slipped by me until I some random meme or something said it the other day. Uh, it was basically like, we're finishing a decade. We're not just finishing year, but now we're finishing a decade. So what were some of the choices you made at the beginning of 2010 that where you wanted your life to be at 2020? And are you there? Are you where you want to be? Because you have a whole nother decade going now. And when people talk about one year, three year, five year, 10 year plans, this is a great opportunity if you're not happy with what yours is, what your, your five and 10 year plan, you have a whole nother decade now. Let's start making that. And by doing that, one of the ways we're going to help is by using this as a review show on the quick to discuss some of the things 
that um, we've already covered. So if, you've, if you're a longtime listener, this is just going to be a great opportunity for you to be reminded of some cool stuff that maybe you want to go back and listen to. And if you're a newcomer, which I love, I love newcomers, this is just an opportunity for you to hear from me what some of my favorite episodes and what some of that of the, of the people who hit me up in, on Instagram or the people who leave me notes and, and, and messages on my email inbox, all this stuff. Anyways, okay. Now I can slow down a little bit. I just didn't want, I, I, I want to keep this show about 30 minutes, but it could go over. So if you go back to episode two, I'll never use again versus one day at a time. Uh, I haven't listened to this show in a few months, but it is consistently getting a lot of listens. It and the pilot are consistently getting listens. And I'm thinking about reshooting the pilot um, for January 1st um, just because it's been a whole year. And so it's a great opportunity for me to, to evaluate what I've done, what we've discussed, and where we're going to take the show in year two. So if, you, if, you're, if you're one of those newcomers and you're thinking, wow, you know, how do I deliberate between um, I'll never use again versus one day at a time? Awesome, awesome episode to listen to because I really, I really go into that mindset that you know I, I truly, honestly know that I will never use again. But also, you keep with that one day at a time mentality, right? Because if I start thinking about, you know, well, am I going to want to drink on my fiftieth birthday, or what happens if I ever get married, or what happens if I, you know, my my niece or my nephews or somebody has a, a graduates high school, college, there's a really amazing event, you know, how am I going to make it through that day without wanting to drink? One of the things I have learned over the last almost three years of sobriety and recovery is that the urge to drink or the urge to use um, never really goes away for me. Um, I, don't, I can't speak for you, but for me, I have those urges. I go to I go watch my Gator games on Saturday mornings with my alumni group, and when we score touchdowns, the bartenders give out free blue shots. And yes, there's that urge to want to be able to do that shot. They're watching everybody drink beer, and I'm not. I'm drinking soda water. I call it I call it my skinny bitch. It's uh, soda water, no ice, no straw, no fruit. And it's I'll just sit there and I'll drink six or eight pints of soda water uh, because it, to me it has that bubbliness of beer, right? Like I'm not immune to wanting to drink alcohol. Alcohol. I just know what that looks like when I do. And I think that's something that is really important for all of you to think about is playing it out to the credits. And I know that I've talked about that. I believe we'll go. I don't, I don't want to jump out, jump ahead. I'll talk about that in a second. So go back to episode two and, and here um, I'll never use again versus one day at a time. Really awesome. And keep in mind, guys, I started this show right coming up on my two year anniversary. And uh, episode four discusses my two years of sobriety. Um, it, it, just, it discusses um, different ways that you can get sober, what kind of programs are out there. Uh, I talk about the grounding for, force for your sobriety and recovery. I'm, I have this triumvirate called integrity, humility, and gratitude that I use as the, as the backbone for everything I do. I'm not perfect with integrity. I'm not definitely not perfect with humility or gratitude, and I'm working on those all the time. Um, and so go back and listen to episode four if you want some more information about my triumvirate, integrity, humility, gratitude. I've also got some stuff in episode four about whose voice are you listening to, um, whom are you allowing into your life as far as your inner circle. These are things that you should be constantly reviewing and thinking about. 
Who is part of your inner circle? Are you keeping the toxic people out? Are they toxic or are they just being them? You know, like I've got some friends I, I, I don't necessarily hang out and talk with anymore. Wasn't a big fan of their energy. Wasn't a big fan of their attitude, whatever it might be. They're not necessarily bad people. They just weren't positive influences in my life. Uh, when I talk about whose voice are you listening to, you know, y- your own is the most important, clearly. Right. And I have to be very mindful of, you know, am I taking my family, my friends, my partner, my mate, my author, podcasters, sponsors, mentors, whose voice am I listening to? Because if you constantly are listening to somebody else's opinion and taking that and then doing whatever they said and not making your own decisions, down the line, if you just keep taking everybody else's opinion and, and, and tips and tricks and stuff and just saying, okay, well, whatever they said, six months, a year, five years from now, you're just gonna you're gonna wake up you're gonna, and you're gonna be like how the frick did I get here, this isn't where I wanted to be because you weren't making your own decisions okay so be very mindful of that, um, so that's episode four, episode three I go over um, the six human needs which are um, Tony Robbins's version of the of of Maslow's hierarchy of needs which I did in episode thirty four, so. Tony Robbins has his take on what they are. Um, let's see if I can remember off the top of my head. My show notes doesn't have anything there. Um, it is um, certainty, uncertainty, love, contribution. Um, mm, not getting the rest of them. Six human needs. There we go. Let's Google this real fast. Let's see how fast Google wants to hop on over here. Um, we have certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. And the uh, the theory, I don't know if he mentions it in here or not, but the way I see it is that if you um, if you can turn whatever you're doing, if 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 whatever you're doing can cover three to six of those things, then you'll turn it into a habit. And one of the reasons why our addictions were able to take over is because we were able to find certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, growth and, and contribution all within that addictive world. And so when you go to get sober, you need to flip that and you need to start looking at ways that you can get positive um, things happening in your life using these six human needs. Um, listen to a great episode about uh, why we drink with Brooke Castillo, um, the life coaching scholars. I'll be talking about that in a different episode, but uh, that was, we was, it was really cool listening to the, them talk about one of the, some of the reasons why we drink and, you know, this perception that we need it to have fun, that we need it to, uh, you know, to relax. It's, it's, it's pretty insane how, how how we basically been brainwashed our whole lives to think that being intoxicated is the only way to have fun and connect and bond with people. I mean, you see it on the commercials all the time, and I can guarantee you, whether you realize it or not, if you've got kids that are around you and they see these alcohol commercials, these subliminal messages are getting to them, and they're making decisions about how they'll treat alcohol based off how they see you treat it. The people near them treat it, and then, of course, television and the internet. So that's not great either. Um, Emotional maturity, episode five. It's really good. Uh, I talk about taking responsibility for your words and actions, not blaming others for your words and actions, and understanding what it is you're actually feeling and why you are saying it. Let me adjust the microphone a little bit here. I feel like I'm... uh, 
There we go. I'm not going to edit that out. So hopefully I wasn't whacking on the computer microphone too much. Um, so I love emotional maturity. Um, this is a great episode for you to go back and listen to just so you can understand that you are responsible for your words and your actions. No one else is. Um, episode six, we talk about um, playing it out to the credits, cue craving response reward and how habits are formed. Um, playing it out to the credits is a really cool thing. You know, other people, they can have a drink and then they can go home and they can just do their normal thing. For us, you know, I already know that one beer today, I might be able to manage the addiction or control that monster for a week, a month, a year. But at some point, I'm going to go batshit nuts and I'm going to end up waking up in an alley or a police station or a hospital again. And I'm going to be in a really bad position. And so when we when we have this urge to drink and within our mind starts playing out this movie in our head of how awesome it'll be for us to drink or use drugs... Uh, we never play it out to the credits. We we always get to that part where we're having fun at the bar, at the party with our friends, but we're not playing it out all the way to the ending where everybody else gets to go home and live a normal life and we get to go back home and next thing you know, there's 17 empty wine bottles and you know there's you know straws and powder all over the place, right? You got to play it out to the end and realize that there's a reason why you wanted to get sober. There's a reason why you are sober and you're in recovery. Never forget that. So that's great. episode six. Um, how do you get sober? Episode seven just talks about all these really great, uh, all the different methods that there are out there. Um, episode eight, I really I dove into Valentine's Day and my mom. Um, that one's less teaching and more just about my history. Um, self-doubt is episode nine. Big fan of this one. Uh, it talks about memories just being thoughts and thoughts drive feelings and feelings and thoughts are fleeting and abundant. So clear the mind through intention-driven thinking. Um, change can happen in an instant, but the actual change takes time. Uh, I already have the resources to overcome or succeed in any endeavor. I just need to put it into action. So this episode nine, if you have self-doubt about yourself, if you have self-doubt about what you're doing in your in your recovery program, um, really, really awesome opportunity to, to hear some insights about, um, you know, being weary of the, of the instant gratification monkey and watching out for the panic monster and, and just really knowing that the moment you truly decide to change, then the change has occurred, right? It's the actual progression through and to that change that takes time. And uh, we live in an instant gratification society. We have for many decades now. And so we want to say, okay, I'm sober, and then snap our fingers and have 17 years of sobriety and be happy uh, and everything's hunky-dory, and it doesn't work that way. You've got, you got to grind it out. You've got to put in the work. Emotional maturity part two. Um, so I did an emotional maturity in episode five. I, in episode 10, I busted out another one about emotional maturity. I think that one uh, dove deeper into self-doubt, into fear, um, talking about say what you mean and mean what you say, be okay expressing your feelings, thoughts, and beliefs, even if they might upset someone, but also not being handcuffed to your feelings, thoughts, and beliefs. And don't take other people's emotions on your, on your, as your own. This is really important, guys. Don't take on others' emotions. Right, those aren't yours. Somebody gets a bad grade. Somebody has a death in the family. You can have empathy and you can sympathize and you can be there to console them, but you don't take that on as yours. That didn't happen to you. It happened to them. And in fact, I remember consoling one of my friends through a divorce, 
and um, she was very upset and doing a ton of crying. And you know, some about a month or two later, when we talked about that night, I remember her making a point of saying, "You know what really allowed me to feel um, safe and comfortable expressing my feelings the way that I did was that was that you didn't take on my emotions as your own, that you didn't start crying too, that you did." that you just stood there and, you know, actually I think we were at a Chinese restaurant and uh, you just sat there and allowed me to express myself and to cry and you were just strong and you were present and that really meant a lot to me. And it was in that moment that I realized that not taking on somebody else's emotions is important because if they're crying and you start crying, then they're going to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I made you cry. Then they're going to feel like they need to take care of you. That's not what you want them to be feeling in that moment. You want them to be feeling that you're there for them and, and you're, you're willing to, to hold them and, and soothe them through that, that sadness. Episode 11, um, fear, my goodness. Fear is just, fear over overruns us. Um, fear is a natural human experience. Um, relax into the fear, not buffering through fear. Uh, feeling fear is normal. It is literally built into our DNA. And if you want to know more about fear, episode 11 is really going to, it's going to show you some really kick-ass stuff. I mean, really, I remember going through these early episodes. I was just, oh, my goodness. Some of these I feel like maybe I should go back, listen to, and then see how what my thought process is and where I've learned more. Because I'm constantly you know, reading new books and, and listening to new podcasts and taking in all this information. And I would be interested in, for myself to to see how how my opinions have changed. I'm sure that my the foundational knowledge I give hasn't changed, but maybe other ways to help you guys assimilate into this non-fear-based existence. And again, remembering, fear is built into our DNA. Fear is going to exist in your life. It's how you, it's how you step into it, right? I don't like to use the word manage because I don't, it's one of the reasons why I stopped drinking and stopped using drugs because I, I got tired of managing the addiction, managing that monster. Uh, you're not trying to manage fear as much as you're just trying to, um, better understand what role it plays in your life um, because it's always going to be playing a role in your life. It's like, it's, it's, you know, it's like the sunshine. You have to come to terms with how the sunshine plays a role in your life. It's always going to be there. Same with fear. Um, episode 12, the journey and not the destination or how to come that wasting time feeling. Um, the, the journey, it's, it's all about the journey, not the destination. And I have a hard uh, I have such a hard time with this, guys. Still, still, three years into this, I mean, I'm coming up on three years sober. Three years, and I mean, it is still just a pain in my freaking ass because I'm I'm all about that destination. I'm all about that destination, and the journey is something I have. I've been really putting a lot of effort of just settling into. I mean, like I. I love going to Six Flags and riding roller coasters, but I tend to only want to do it on de- on weekday mornings when I know there won't be a line because I don't want to stand in a one-hour long line. I want to get straight to the destination of riding that damn roller coaster. Uh, there's a lot of things in life where you can't bypass that line. You have to get used to the fact that it takes time. And in that taking of the time is where the amazing lessons are. And I cover all that really extensively in episode 12. Um, especially because a lot of us have stepped into sobriety and recovery and we get this urgent need to 
get through things so quickly. And, and, and to, we want to move so fast because we feel like we wasted so much of our lives being addicts and using and not being present in our own lives. And so then we get this overwhelming sense of urgency. Well, you can't go back and make up all that time. You can only do what you can do now. And it's like, again, for me, um, stopping and smelling the roses is something I have uh, to work on a lot. And we really dive into that in episode 12. Um, episode 13, you are worthy of abundance and prosperity and forgiveness. Um, I did this episode because um, I'm pretty sure I'd gotten into a conversation with someone who was just like, we've made mistakes. We've hurt others. We've hurt ourselves. Yes. Um, these errors are our ways um, to to learn about what's going on in our lives, but we, no matter how, no matter what our sins from the past, we are here, we're ready to make a change, we are making those changes, and we are worthy of happiness and prosperity and people's love and definitely forgiveness from ourselves and from others. And the sins from the past, if you've got family members, if you've got friends who just refuse to release you, from those sins, from the whatever you've done to hurt them in the past, and again, assuming that you've you know you've done your steps, um, you've gone back and, and you've made your amends to these people, you've said your deep heartfelt apology to them, to yourself even, like really, forgive yourself, forgive yourself, and again, something you're going to be working on a lot because I'm like super hyper aware and active towards my recovery. And I mean, I'm still, still having to forgive myself and just say, Jesse, it's okay. Breathe. It'll be all right. It's okay. I forgive you. Right. You're still doing that. Um, so episode 13 really talks a lot about, um, you just, you, you have the right for happiness and prosperity and certainly forgiveness. Um, you just have to step into it. You have to make your amends where you need to. And if those people refuse, refuse to see this new you, then you might have to step away from them a little bit, right? Um, Gary V talks a lot about how um, if you have toxic people in your life, then you need to get them out of your life. And people get really upset. He's like, ah, oh, you know, I can't just turn my back on my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my friends from 30 years if they're going to sit there and not let you release and not let you be this new you and not support you in this amazingness, if, if they're going to sit there and want to continue to like drag you back to who you be, who you were and keep reminding you of who you were, yeah, actually you are going to need to step away from them. You absolutely are. And it's not, and he says this, and after many times of saying to people, you've got to let go of the toxic people in your life, um, sometime later he came out and was like, I never said it was going to be easy, guys. It's just necessary so that you can root yourself in this new version of you. And we talk a lot about that in episode 14. Episode 15, really great episode on self-regulation. It's a necessary skill to develop for mental and emotional consistency. Um, Historically, self-regulation has been defined as choosing to act or behave in alignment with your long-term interests and primary core values. Definitely listen to episode 15 as we start to move into um, finishing the year and the decade strong. Um, episode 16 talks about not listening to negative people. Um, that really goes well with episode 14, the fear of letting people go. Um, because if you're listening to negative people, right, and you're allowing whatever they say to control how you feel and see yourself, 
then um, that's not good, right? Nobody truly knows who you are. Nobody, and this is where integrity plays a huge role, guys, because you can tell everybody under the sun that you're this new changed person. But if you're going home and you're behaving the same way, then you're not only, you're, who are you lying to? It doesn't matter that you're lying to them as much as it matters you're lying to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. And this is really what we talk about in episode 17 about getting to know yourself, getting to know this new version of you. So episode 15 and let's see, 14, 15, 16, 17, just a really great series I did right there. Absolutely really happy with that series. Let's see what we do. What do we do next? Walking through the fire of frustration. Um, Boy, episode 18, it just talks about actions, behaviors, and words. Walk through the fire of frustration because frustration always leads to a breakthrough. Uh, That one really is about, have you ever noticed like if you get super frustrated while you're trying to learn something, super frustrated while you're dealing with someone, that is that that moment where your brain is starting to rewire itself to learn this new skill, to learn this new trait, to learn this new communication pattern, right? Like if you if you don't ever feel frustrated, then you're not feeling uncomfortable. And if you don't ever feel uncomfortable, you're not learning something new. Because uncomfortability is what happens when new things are introduced to your life. If everything always feels comfortable to you, then you're in your comfort zone. And you don't want to be there And if you're expecting amazing growth and maturity and just this new, better version of yourself to come out of this amazing choice you've made to become sober and move into recovery. Um, Episode 19, I talk about um, fear of missing out and um, you only live once. I really talk a lot. uh, This episode really ended up turning into a whole how to organize your time. And I think actually I um, I should talk about that again. I should. You know what? I I will. In fact, I might even talk to my my brother's father-in-law, me and Tom uh, Rigsby. We're great, great family members, just great friends. And um, he has his own sadness and tragedy that came from um, alcoholism. And maybe I'll have him come on and we'll talk about how you can better prioritize your um, your sobriety and recovery. In fact, if I remember correctly, that may have been the episode where I tried to pe- tell people how to prioritize their sobriety and recovery. And then about halfway through that whole stump speech or soapbox, I knocked myself off the soapbox and was like, wait, I have no idea where you're at. And so whatever you need to prioritize for yourself, that's what you need to prioritize. Yeah, episode 19 is absolutely fantastic. Um, highly recommend you go check that one out. Um, episode 20, I talk about physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, um, and how those four quadrants of your life, um, if by understanding how you interact with them, will better help you um, in your sobriety and recovery. That was a great episode. I, I might discuss that one again, moving into the end of the new year. Um, 21, Obstacle Thoughts. Love this one. This one actually came directly from my life coach, Brooke Castillo. She has a show called The Life Coaching, uh, life coaching The Life Coaching School. Absolutely love her. I actually found out about her at a meeting. Um, at a refuge recovery meeting, somebody was talking about something and she's like, Oh yeah, I heard this woman on a podcast. And all she did was just, I don't remember what episode it was. What I don't honestly, I don't, but she gave me enough information. Um, didn't give me the woman's name, did not give me Brooke Castillo's name, but she gave me enough information about what 
she learned from it that I was able to Google that and it popped up. And that's how I discovered Brooke Castillo was actually at a, was actually at a meeting. Um, obstacle thoughts. Absolutely fantastic. Um, episode 21. These are thoughts that get in the way of what you're trying to accomplish in your life. Episode 22 talks about how to go to events and be sober. Um, cause I do it all the time. Um, episode 23, it's all about open-mindedness. This is growth versus fixed mindset. We're definitely going to dive into this a little bit more um, going into the, the end of this decade because our, you can be growth mindset in certain aspects of your life and fixed in others. You, you know, When it comes to learning a new skill, let's say it's reading a book and remembering all the information that you want to from that book. You might know you can do it. You might have been doing that for so long that you you're great at it. But um, and so you have a growth mindset. You know, if you read a book, you'll retain the information and you'll be able to regurgitate it later in conversation. But you might have a fixed mindset when it comes to learning um, a new skill, like learning to play the guitar or learning to dance. You might think, I, I can't do that. I'm too old, right? That's a fixed mindset. Anyone can learn anything if they're just willing to prioritize the learning of that thing in their lives. And episode 23 really talks heavily about that. Um, episode 24, 25, 26, 27, and 28 are all about the four agreements. Really love this one. I read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, and um, it, it's, a, it's a very quick read, uh, but you don't need to read it. Honestly, you can just go and listen to 24 through 28, read my show notes. Um, the show notes were really in-depth. I pulled some really great stuff um, out of the out of all the show notes in my research if you've ever wanted to know more about the four agreements um, just so you know what they are it is um, be impeccable with your words don't take things personally don't make assumptions always do your best and uh, just absolutely fantastic I loved that series um, episode 29 was about having feelings and the emotional boil over um, let your letting your feelings run their course um, if you feel like your feelings overwhelm you at times, highly recommend you go listen to that one. Episode 30 was about neuroplasticity and how our brains change and take on new habits. Um, that's a great episode because I actually went through this neuroplasticity experiment with some of my friends where we put on these drunk goggles and then threw these bean bags at a target. And when you do it without the drunk goggles, you're hitting the target all the time. You put the drunk goggles on, and next thing you know, you think the targets move to the left. So you start you start aiming uh, where you think is straight, but it's really veering crazy off to the right. And it takes about two or three minutes of throwing the beanbags over and over and over again to get them to start going um, for your brain to make up for the difference in your in your vision. Um, and then you take the drunk goggles off, and you see the target directly in front of you, but in the, when you throw it to the, in front of you, it veers off to the left. And it just talks about how quickly your brain can really learn new habits and skills if you just put your attention towards it. And again, another great way, uh, another great mindset to have through this journey that we're all on. Um, episode 31, Shame and Anxiety. Just absolutely love that episode because I really do think that shame is something that uh, we are introduced to at a very young age, and it begins to just take over who we are. And before you know it, uh, we're in middle school, high school, college. Um, if you didn't go to college, whatever happened to you after high school, we get into our 20s, and this shame monster just overwhelms us. And um, I honestly think that 
uh, how we deal with shame directly equates to how uh, the likelihood that we'll become addicts and how easily we can get over things that we find shameful about ourselves. Um, episode 32 was um, just this really great Mike Tyson quote that I listened to uh, about how some people thrive in misery. And if you take that misery away and you bring them into the light, they, they die emotionally and spiritually because that pain and suffering has become their comfort zone. If that uh, really, it's just a fantastic. I mean, if you have ever known someone or if you feel yourself like one of the hardest parts about getting sober was realizing that you were going to take away this pain, this misery that you had grown so comfortable living in, episode 32 is for you. Um, episode 33, it's all about the different kinds of minds. We have the reasonable mind, the emotional mind, and the wise mind. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm a very reasonable minded person and I lack a lot of emotional, um, I don't express my emotions very well. Uh, I feel them, I just don't express them very well. And so, because I'm afraid of how they'll be, um, perceived when I do express, express my emotions, I hold them in a lot. And so I, I, I'm very reasonable minded. If you are, if you use knowledge and thought and analytics to decide how to make decisions, um, then you're reasonable minded. If you use emotions to make your decisions, if you find that you can boil over, you act impulsively, you give little consideration to consequences, that's where the emotional mind is. And that's more than likely, not more than likely, I'm pretty damn sure it is how most of us were uh, behaving when we were in the the throes of addiction, right? The more drunk, the more high, the more coked up you got, the more emotional minded you were. You may have been talking, you know, I remember sometimes really super high on coke, having these conversations that seemed really analytical and really, you know, uh, mindful and full of knowledge and stuff, but it's just ramblings of madmen, right? All based off of this, this drug that was in our system that was just ma- making our emotions go through, you know, like a four ring circus kind of thing. So uh, I loved episode 33. It's all about the three minds. Um, a really great episode. If you just want to understand how your brain um, reacts to emotion and, and analytical thinking together. And then of course, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which, you know, was just really just circling back to episode two about Tony Robbins and his hierarchy of needs. And I love these because the whole reason I started this show, and I remember it was it was said today in Brooke Castillo's show, I was listening to on the way up here, um, I'm learning so much. I dive into so many different topics. I'm constantly taking in new, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm deep into um, a couple different books right now, and I'm always taking in new knowledge. And one of the reasons I started this show, one of the reasons I I really pushed myself into public speaking, into life coaching, into addiction recovery, counseling and coaching was because I'm always just learning all this cool stuff. And when I would talk about it with people, they would just be like, wow, man, I mean, like, you know, you should be talking about this more, you know, not just to me one-on-one, but you should get in front of people. And so that's how the podcast came about. And I've always loved podcasts. I've always wanted to be a journalist. And I've, I've always been a journalist, not wanted to be. I've been one. It's just not necessarily how I saw it being whenever I was in third grade back in 1984. Um, journalism has changed so much because of the internet. And if you're if you're a, if you're one of those '70s '80s babies, you know um, I'm a Gen Xer. You know the internet was you know nothing but a twinkle in Al Gore's eye back then, and you know here it is now. And so um, 
you know, I've DJed many, many, many moons. And so no wonder I love podcasting so much. And so the reason I got into this show and the reason I get so excited sharing this knowledge with you all is because um, I try to decipher the things that I find super interesting so that for those of you who just want like the, the crib notes, you know, the short version of it, you don't have to go read a 300-page book. I've went ahead and done that. You don't have to go read Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. I just break it down into, you know, f- uh, five 30-minute episodes and you get all the knowledge you need. You want to understand how to um, how to prioritize your time, go to episode 19. You want to, how to better, you know, make a to-do list. That's what episode 19 is all about. You know, you want to be able to, to um, stop listening to negative people and getting to know yourself better, episode 16, 17. Like, you just literally go back through my catalog, and it is just, just pouring knowledge your way. And based off of the, the responses I've gotten, it's, I'm definitely, it's definitely resonating with, with so many of you. And so as we finish 2019 and move into 2020, and as we finish the, the, the teens and move into the 20s decade-wise, it's going to be all about making sure that we keep up-leveling ourselves, that we become the best version of ourselves, because that's what we're doing. That's why we stopped using because we knew there was a better version of ourselves, And if you're one of those people who just found me because you're thinking about quitting, you're not really sure if you should quit or how you quit, you've been told your whole life you're a piece of shit and you'll never amount to anything, F anyone who ever told you that. You're amazing. We are all amazing, right? Existence on this planet, in this universe, is amazing. We don't need to be the only planet with life. I hope there's 14 trillion other planets that have life. And over there, everyone's going through similar awesome ebbs and flows of happiness and sadness and prosperity and not prosperity. Oh, I mean, bring it on. But do it because you know that there's a better life for you on the other side. You know there is. Whatever happened to you as a child, whatever happened to you in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, whatever sparked this drive towards addiction, do not let what made you shape you. Do not let those events become your entire life. You know that there are people out there who've lived through civil wars and rape and incest and all these horrible things, right? Like, you know that there are people out there, you know, there, 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 there's, there's two people, right? One's, they're both raped. One of them uses it as this, this calling to be more than what they ever thought they could be and to help others and to rise above it and to not let it squash the light that all of us are born with. And somebody else says, well, you know, that's what I deserve. That's who I am, yada, 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 and all this negative stuff. And one person rises above and one person falls below. Same event, right? For so many of us, it's the same event, right? Something happens and it can either build us together or it can tear us apart. It can either help you become stronger or it breaks you down and makes you weaker. But it's, it's the same event. One person gets fired from their job and they see it as an opportunity to finally start that business they've always wanted to or to leave. You know, finally, I can, I can leave and go to this company I've always wanted to work for. I'm so glad this other company fire, finally fired me. I was so comfortable there. I didn't want to lose my health insurance. I didn't want to lose my, my, my $50,000 or $100,000 a year job. But you know what? Ah, yeah, they fired me. So finally, I can step into this new me. Somebody else gets fired. Oh, whoa, it's me. 
what is, why did that happen to me? Why? Why? And they go home and they drink, they use drugs, their wife or their husband leaves them, their kids think they're a loser, you know, their car gets repossessed, you know, their dog even thinks they're a douche and pisses in their shoes. You know, it's like, come on. You choose how you react to something. You choose if you see it as a positive or if you see it as a negative. You choose. And we're going to be talking so much more about this as the year goes on. I'm even writing this. You choose positive or negative. Okay? You choose. I'm going to be bringing one of my friends on, Sue Mendelson. She's amazing. She's 30 years sober. Can't wait for you guys to meet her. We're going to be talking about this stuff too. She's got a great program for people who are looking to step into their sobriety and into their addiction recovery with strength, right? We both believe that you are not stuck. You are standing still. Stop standing still. Step into the new you. Do not wait till January 1st. Let's start doing it together and let's start today. That's my review of my episodes. Get fired up talking to you guys. I'm so excited. Okay, I hope I didn't just yell into your ear if you're wearing earbuds and you were trying to be chill. I just screamed. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review on whatever podcasting app you're listening to me on. I get a ton of love on Spotify, but and that's where like 60% of my listenership comes from, and a ton of y'all are on Spotify. I love that. But if you're over on Apple, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, it would super help me if you just throw me some stars, even just type a quick thing, like how Jesse says awesome stuff, or Jesse's an idiot bozo. Tell Be truthful and be honest, but it would be great to get some feedback in there because I don't rank as high as I'd like to on on Apple, and it makes it really hard for people to find me. Okay, love you all. We'll talk more. Be well. Always be inclusive over exclusive. The power of positive energy, release, and flow. Until we meet again, much love. Safe journey. (music)